It's now time for the Billy C Show, part of the BillyCBoxing.com network. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for the Billy C Show. Good morning, good day, good evening. Whenever you're watching, whenever you're listening, I hope you're doing okay today. Today's show, she's being brought to you in part by the title bout championship computer game. If you're looking for a simulation game, Put the uh, old timers against the new timers, or put uh, different weight classes against uh, you, or, or your favorite fighters. You want the title bout? Uh, just visit our website, BillyCBoxing.com, and click on the title bout banner, uh, which is kind of kind of hard to find. So if you uh, want to just go direct, just go to uh, TitleBoutBoxing.com. That's TitleBoutBoxing.com. Make sure you tell them Billy C sent you. Today's show is also being brought to you in part by the Southern Gourmet Spice Company. Uh, check out the uh, Kenny Bears, uh, my favorite uh, barbecue rub. And uh, uh, don't forget uh, about uh, the other two new uh, spices, uh, which I happen to love. I love the Cajun Spice uh, and, of course, the Seasoned Salt. Uh, so make sure you uh, uh, get yourself uh some of that, all you got to do is uh, visit southerngourmetspice.com and tell them Billy C. sent you. And, of course, today's show is being brought to us in part by my book, Tom Molino from Bondage to Spanish Men Plan is available right now where all good books are sold. You can get a copy of this book right now. I mean, like, right now. Like, right friggin' now. All you got to do is go to Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com and get yourself a copy if you're looking to get a signed copy, just drop me an email, uh, Billy at Talking Boxing, T A L K I N B O X I N G dot com. Uh, a couple of things uh, I want to go over, and I want to break down the uh, Luis Ruzi, uh, <laughs> Luis Ortiz and Andy Ruiz fight, uh, which is scheduled for this weekend. Uh, but Foist joining me right now. My main man, Alex Papali. What's up, Alex? Good evening, Billy C. How are you? I'm doing good, my man. I'm doing good. Uh, how you doing? How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. Yeah, I um, this um, I, I, I'm trying not to get too excited about this fight because I don't want to buy it. You know, it, it, all of those uh, Al Heyman. You know, he was going to save boxing. He was going to bring it all for free. Every you got to pay for every. Even the Wilder fight, which I'm going to talk about here in a second, you got to pay for that. Uh, and and the Ruiz fights on Sunday. Yeah, I know it's weird. Yeah, the good thing is, good thing football's not going on. They'd get nobody buying it, you know. Yeah, but um, a couple well, of remember, things. Remember Monday nights? Uh, I remember uh, Tyson used to fight on Monday nights. He fought once. He, and I think I, even. Um, uh, Foreman versus Cooney, I think, was a Monday night. I I think Tyson fought one time on a Monday night. Wasn't that the the fight in Japan? Uh no, that was a Saturday night. That was a regular old HBO because it was uh it was like noon. It was the afternoon in Japan, but over here it was like ten p.m. at night. Hmm. Anyway, some things I just wanted to uh, touch on real uh, quickly. Um, this past weekend, Top Rank had a heavyweight explosion card, and it, it pretty much was an explosion. Uh, all the fights uh, ended in, in quick knockouts. And, uh, well, uh, first and foremost, uh, uh, Gerard, uh, the real big baby, not to be confused with the regular big baby, Anderson improved to 12-0 and with 12 knockouts when he uh, stopped uh, uh, Majan uh, Rokananen. Uh, who dropped to 24 and three, uh, three minutes uh, in the uh, second round. Um, you know, on paper, this fight looked pretty good, uh, but I guess they all did. And and like uh, my man Marty uh, Mulcahy said, uh, they were all mismatches, and and they really were. Uh, for anybody that doesn't 
pay attention. You can't always go. And I try to tell this to the kids today, Alex. You can't go by the records, you know, because um, the Serbian Stallion, which was uh, Mulyan's uh, uh, nickname, 24-2 and going into this fight. And uh, obviously it didn't happen uh, to help him much against Anderson. Uh, The 2020 Olympic uh, super heavyweight silver medalist, uh, Richard Torres, he looked pretty good in the 44 seconds it took him to improve to 3-0 and with three knockouts. He took out uh, Marco Antonio Condado, uh, who dropped to 4-3. and three. And uh, Effie Ajagba. killed that guy. Yeah, I know. Effie Ajagba, who busted out onto the scene and lost, and he kind of, you know, I was glad to see him make his return. 16-1 uh, and one now. He, too, uh, knocked out uh, Joseph with a Z, uh, Darmos, uh, in uh, one minute, 15 seconds of the second round, 14, 5, and 3 now for, for Darnamos. And uh, a local kid on the card, Jeremiah Milton, improved to 6-0 and over five knockouts when he took out Nick Jones, who dropped to 9-5. and five. Um, One other fight I wanted to mention, uh, Alex, is Victor Faust. He's a German fighter. He improved to 10-0 and when he scored an eight-round unanimous decision over uh, former world title challenger Kevin Kingpin Johnson. Now, Kevin Johnson has become one of those journeyman gatekeepers, and although he's, uh, you know, has no problem uh, taking an L anymore, he's uh, now his record's 35-21-1, this guy knows how to fight. He really does, I, and it's a shame that he didn't take the other road he, he became kind of a lazy fighter but he's a good defensive fighter and to get a win over him despite seeing 21 losses Alex I, I think is good I, I think this is another one of those um, German heavyweights we should keep an eye on I mean to be Kevin Johnson you know for a young fighter that's that's saying a little bit in my opinion yeah as much as he's um, pretty much uh, way at, uh, over the hill uh, he's still you know is cred- credible name and I think um, in the sense that uh, you know he's one of those journeyman type heavyweights uh, and actually uh, one uh, one of those type of fighters uh, passed away uh, either today or last night Bigfoot Everett, Martin, Bigfoot Martin yeah. Yeah. Um, who um, was often uh, you know lost by decision um, you know, but you couldn't, you couldn't stop him. Maybe you could drop him, but you couldn't put him away. You know, some, a couple of guys did, but, um, you know, uh, has a lot of names, uh, fought ever as they, as Billy C would say, he, this guy fought everybody. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Kevin Johnson has now gotten to that point, um, where, um, yeah, maybe he's lost, but he's lost by decision or he's been in there, uh, with just about everybody in the sport. And he has a good barometer to see. Because, yeah, he does have a – he always had a great jab. And, um, and well, he was he, he became a lazy fighter. But but he's got a good jab. Fundamentally, he's he's a sound fighter. But he's got a granite chin. Um, you know, he, he doesn't get stopped. Uh, I think he's only been stopped twice in his career. But, but, but you know, I, I think boxing misses these kinds of guys. And, and this is why – because – Records are so overblown and built up that they're, it, it, we just talked about it with the heavyweight uh, fights that Top Rank put on last week. You know, you can't go by the records. You, you know, you, I, I try telling this to, to younger boxing fans, and they, they, they just don't get it. They, their heads, they hard as a rock, you know. But, but you know, the, the truth of the matter is, is those guys really help young fighters develop. And this is where England and, and the U.K. in general – uh, you know, bypasses the United States in, in boxing because they have those fighters and they let them fight. Some of the commissions, in all due respect to, to promoters and management and fighters, some of the commissions don't let these kinds of guys fight. The same reasons I'm complaining about uh, the fan. The commission looks at the losses and they go, oh, no, you can't fight, especially in New York. You know, it's like, oh, no, you can't fight. You can't fight that guy. He's got too many losses. And they're not really looking at the fighters. It's it's just not being knowledgeable enough, Alex, across the board. Yeah, and I think sometimes, because if you had looked uh, carefully at um, the record of um, the guy who ends up getting uh, uh, knocked out, you know, face first into the canvas there, uh, Marco Antonio, what is it, Catano? Yeah. Um, uh, he um, I, he had been knocked out his last three uh 
times in the ring. So that's a different story. When yeah, a that's the thing is that looking the number uh, of a record doesn't tell you as much as going through and looking at. That's why if you look at guys like Everett, the uh, Bigfoot Martin or Kevin Johnson, you end up seeing, OK, yeah, he might have double digit losses, losses. But let's take a look at these losses. Exactly. Oh, wow. He exactly. went eight rounds with this guy, former champion. He went this eight, uh, ten rounds with this guy, another former titleist. You know, so that's the thing. You got to look at it. But there, because there's always the flip side where you look at the record. Oh, wait, he was stopped in two uh, three months ago. And then he was stopped again in five, six months ago. You know, so, I mean, that there's the, well, this is his. Well, that, you know. that, that's where I don't disagree with the commission if they look that deep. You can't just go by the wins and losses, and sometimes they do. Um, but uh, uh, and and yeah, I think you're right that promoters definitely sell it because think about it. They're you know if I was going to say they they they're going by the uh, fight poster if there even are fight posters anymore. Uh, maybe maybe it's digital now. It's some it's a fight ad, and you might see the records. Right, and then <laughs> the record there it means something. No, oh, this was a uh, thirty-one and one. Oh, when when you when you don't see the record and you see a description like the battling such and such, you know, okay, you know. But uh, <laughs> uh, so I guess uh, Tyson Fury has officially uh, unretired. They are negotiating. I said it on our Usyk uh, post-fight show, the uh, Anthony Joshua and Usyk post-fight show. I knew that they were going to fight. People asked me, I said, it's going to happen sooner than later, if not the end of this year, within one year is what I said, and I think it's going to happen sooner than later. And and I'm pretty happy about that, Alex. What's your quick thoughts? Oh, me too. Uh, and, yeah, I am very excited that it seems like and, – and, you know, I think as much as people say, oh, uh, the best don't fight the best uh, anymore um, – that's not true at when the fighters push for um, it it happens yeah at heavyweight we have really been enjoying um the best fighting the best maybe there's a little cul-de-sacs every now and then where they get rid of a mandatory or they're they you know fight you you might have a few um but but see even those bouts are interesting um so i do because i do think that uh, these guys are all fighting each other the top names at heavyweight are fighting each other and that is great i wish it was happening at welterweight and i wish it was happening at lightweight but this is um, where this is where else. this is where we got to give the the fighters credit because tyson fury has been a guy that wanted and and he's proven it that he wants to fight the best fighters out there and Usyk now is doing the same exact thing the other weight classes have a tendency to say the old, I'll fight whoever my promoter tells me to fight. You know, that that's a cop out because, yeah. you know, damn well, as much as as I do or, and most boxing fans know that if a fighter really wants to fight, they'll make it happen. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, they may cry and kick and scream for more money, but they'll make it happen. And that's one thing I like about uh, Eddie Hearns. You know, uh, he does seem to want to make the fights. And uh, that's important. And speaking of the potential Fury uh, Usyk fight, um, another indicator that it, it's going to happen sooner than later is the WBO just announced that Joe Joyce and Joseph Parker that fight will be for their interim title, uh, oh. which means that they're getting well. You know, not to not that I give a crap about interim titles, but it's just a political move that says, okay, we'll let you defend. But once this guy, whether it be Tyson Fury or Usyk, gets all the belts, we plan on breaking them all up again because that's what's going to happen, you know. Um, but uh, yeah. and and another bit of news is uh, Bivol and uh, Gilberto Ramirez uh, are going to be facing off uh, on uh, November fifth on the Zone. Uh, that's a good fight. I, I like that fight. You know, what's I'm your thoughts? I'm excited about yeah. that. I watched, I watched that presser today on, on uh, DAZN. And, um, yeah, I'm looking for even that fight is another, uh, you know, the top guys fighting each other. Um, I, I think that um, that's going to be an exciting one. Uh, and I am so looking forward to uh, Golovkin Canelo 3. Um I hope I hope it this is becoming the bad blood that it is. You know, I Canelo is just there's like a lot. There's a nastiness in him. Uh, 
And I think maybe he's this means even more because of the loss to Bivol. I think the, I think you're right about that because I think that if he didn't have something in, in mentally to prove to everyone, I don't think he could get up for Triple G um, because be Triple G, we're not going to see the same Triple G. I, I would give Triple G all the credit in the world if he makes this as exciting as the other two at 40 years old. I mean, I'm pulling for him too. I always will. Uh, but... Uh, uh, anyway, one other. I think this. I think it's going to be extremely. Um, uh, I think when they go at it, I think we're going to see action from round one. I um, think that this Canel is the kind of fight that maybe we we might get a Hagler Hearns first round. I don't know. I, I don't know because Canelo has gotten so much bigger. I mean, everybody said how big Triple G was, even when there was talk about uh, possibly. Uh, what's his face? Who's that guy? Oh, yeah, Floyd Mayweather. When when everybody wanted him to fight Triple G, and you'd hear, oh, no, Triple G is too big. He's a giant middleweight. He's not. Iran Barkley was a giant middleweight, okay? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Triple G wasn't. But Canelo is, has has gotten bigger. He's fought in bigger guys. And and let's face it, Triple G's kryptonite is the body punching. And and I think this fight's gonna end with a with a savage body shot. I you know, how do you how do you improve you know, you can only do so many sit ups and he never looked like right. he was soft in the in the in the midsection. It was he's just you know, one other fight that I, I, I am looking uh, forward to because of the return, but Vasily Lomachenko against Jermaine Ortiz, uh, that fight's going to be happening in the fall uh, as well. So we, we got some decent fights coming up. Uh, so let's talk about the one for this weekend. Uh, it's uh, it's a heavyweight fight. Uh, Luis Ortiz against Andy Ruiz Jr. Um, I'll, I'll just break down real quick, and, and you can give me your uh, opinion uh, on the fight, uh, actually, if you want to go first, I mean, I'll I'll be glad to. But if you want to go first, go ahead. Okay, um, sure. Thank hey, you. thanks for um, your opinion. Now I will give. No, go ahead. <laughs> thanks for being with us. Yeah. Um, the uh, I like I said, I don't want to get too excited about this one because I don't want to end up buying it. It's a good and matchup, though. It really is, and I think that. Um, uh, the only reason I don't want to buy it is not that it's not worth it. It's that I can't afford it. Um, I, I've just been doing just crazy spending. Um, but uh, why? You know, it, everything's so cheap. Why are you spending? <laughs> everything's um, so cheap out there. You buy a package right. of hamburger. You, you make know, two inflation. hamburgers. You make two hamburgers out of a package. And you're paying nine fifty. You know, I mean, what, it used to be three dollars. You know, it's crazy. But yeah, I do think that it's going to be. I. I I think they could match up well, especially because Ortiz now um, is at the point in his career where um, he's faded a bit, and I think he's a little more willing to exchange. Um, I think the hand speed of Ruiz, uh, Ruiz is usually in entertaining fights. Yes. I mean, he, the Areola fight uh, became a pretty exciting fight. The the fight where, he, at least when he's in shape and motivated, I, I think the second joshua fight was dull um well joshua helped to make it dull by fighting so safe and yeah, you know you could say what you want about ruiz not coming in shape but come on the guy was he never was a chiseled fighter you know right and, and he he throws a lot of punches I, yeah I mean, and from know. what i've seen in um the videos of training camp uh he does look uh, slim down and that is likely to mean you know his cardio is that much better um so he's more likely to have even more an increased volume of punches which um at this point uh i think he might be able to stop ortiz um even though ortiz you know is certainly you know of course uh deontay wilder dynamited him but deontay deontay wilder hits ridiculously inhumanly hard um ruiz is more of a is a speedy uh he definitely hits hard but not like wilder um so his uh, i think he could stop him and i think um it'll be more from uh wearing him down tiring him out late round stoppage um all right so i, I look at this fight and you know i i i look at andy ruiz he's 34 wins uh 22 of them coming by knockout he's got two losses he's never been stopped He's a, a durable fighter. He's been down, but he's never been stopped. 
Um, you know, his two losses, uh, uh, Anthony Joshua when he won the title and uh, Joseph Parker, which m many people feel he got robbed in that fight. He's 32 years old. He's had uh, 36 uh, total fights, 175 rounds, uh, six foot two, 74 inch reach, former world champion. Uh, is, uh, he did beat uh, Anthony Joshua via a seventh round stoppage in June of 2019 to win the title. Six months later, he lost uh, the fight uh, in what you were just referencing to. It was not an exciting fight. Uh, AJ was fighting safe, and Andy Ruiz was fighting like he was thinking about what he was going to do after the fight and wasn't paying attention. Um, his last fight was a 12-round decision win over Chris Ariola in an entertaining fight. Uh, his best wins as a, as a pro, I believe, were against Chris Ariola uh, and Anthony Joshua, and you could sprinkle in Dimitrenko there. Um, he fought some, some decent opposition, um, but no you know, top, top guys, uh, but that, I don't know if it's his fault, you know, um, uh, you know, so I, I give him credit. He does have hand speed and his, his, uh, punch output is, uh, is, is pretty good. As far as Luis Ortiz, he's listed at 43. I, you know, he's one of these fighters, Alex, that you really, we really don't know. I mean, uh, he could be 60 for all we know, but assuming, <laughs> assuming that he's 43, um, you know, he's six foot four. He's got a two inch uh, height advantage and he's got a four inch reach advantage at, at 78 inches. Um, believe it or not, he's actually fought less rounds as a pro, 168. Uh, and he's got one more fight as a pro. His record is 33 wins with uh, 28 coming by knockout. And he has the two losses, both by uh, uh, at the hands of Deontay Wilder and both were stoppage. Um you know, he's got some good wins, and when you look at his record over the last eight to ten years, I mean, that's how you got to look at Luis Ortiz. He does have some wins over over some ranked fighters at the time he fought him. A, a big one was against Brian Jennings. He also beat uh, Christian Hammer, who was, uh, uh, you know, regarded as, as a top uh, contender at the time. And another guy that he beat that was uh, on his way up, even though he was coddled, was, was Travis uh, Kaufman. So, I mean, he, he does have some decent uh, uh, wins under his belt. And the fights against Wilder were, were both extremely uh, entertaining fights. And the one fight he had, Wilder, in all kinds of trouble, couldn't finish him out, couldn't finish him off. Uh, his last fight uh, was in January, uh, a six-round knockout over uh, Charles Martin. Which um, was a good fight. Yeah, it, it was a good fight. Um, you know, I, I think that the, the equalizer here in this fight, Andy Ruiz, hand speed, punch output, right? Um, it's got much more going for him in terms of future, all right? Uh, I do believe that the winner of this fight is going to get a title shot for one of the belts that gets split up after the Usyk Fury fight. I, I think the equalizer is going to be Luis Ortiz's... Uh, uh, counter-punching ability, which he does extremely well. Um, the question is, is what you brought up. You know, is the age going to finally catch up with him? Is, you know, when athletes get, um, you know, super athletes like these guys, when they get to that age, their mind tells them to do something, their body is a step behind. And, you know, with the hand speed, uh, of Ruiz and assuming he is in good shape and you know one thing I will say you can't go by the weight of uh, Andy Ruiz if when people look at him and say oh he looks good he's he's coming in a little you know slimmer you know that was what was blamed on the fight against uh, Anthony Joshua that he lost that he didn't have the same pop behind his punches and stuff so I mean, I mean it is what it is if the guy comes in at what other people call heavy, and he still can punch nonstop for, for 12 rounds. I mean, the guy's in shape. I mean, forget about what his body looks like, you know. Um, it's a tough one for me to pick. Uh, you know, I, I do have a feeling it's going to go the distance, and I think it's going to be, I think the, the, the determination of who's going to win this fight is going to go on, obviously, landed punches and punch output, which favors Andy Ruiz. I think Andy Ruiz is going to squeak this fight out uh, with a decision, but I wouldn't be surprised if Luis Ortiz lands one of these, you know, uh, uh, knockout punches that comes from nowhere um, with Ruiz, you know, delivering some punches 
not seeing a punch coming back or not expecting a counter punch from Luis Ortiz. And if he lands it on the button and if he can do it a couple of times and keep Ruiz down, um, I think he could win. I, so basically, I think if it goes the distance, Ruiz is going to get the win. If there's a stoppage, I think Ortiz is going to be the guy who stops. So, I, I mean, that's what I'm thinking on this fight, Alex. Nice. Yeah, oh. I um, I think it, it could be uh, definitely a good one. And I do think that um, the uh, – um, because that was one of the things that we saw in the Charles Martin fight is that uh, Martin had Ortiz on the deck early. And uh, so, you know, you can't – at this stage in his career, you can uh, hurt him. But uh, he's always dangerous, and he came back and uh, put Martin out. Um, so, well, that there some people were a little upset with that stoppage, but I, I thought I thought it was okay. Um, I mean, he, he turned his back. Um, you know what? I, I, I We witnessed a couple of fights recently. When fighters turn their back, I mean, I, I, there's nothing to complain about if the ref waves know, it off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, um, whatever, you know? But, uh, yeah, you're saying I'm not ready. Uh, and it's like, oh, you're not ready? Then you lost. Yeah, well, they can't. They time out, time out. I need to catch my breath. You mind if I go grab a drink of water? Right, you know, right. I, you know, but, uh, uh, Somebody else step in for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that was the ultimate test of that is uh, that it's an individual sport. Was again in the Zhang fight the, a couple of weeks ago. The fact that he drinks five gallons of water and didn't in a twelve round fight didn't have to say, "Look, I got to take a leak." No, I know. Right back. So I, 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 I have to go to the bathroom <laughs> fifteen times a night. What do you? Talk? I don't know how he does it. Did he? But I that was like forty five minutes. I, I, he didn't I, go to the bathroom. I'll tell you, you know, five I, I, gallons of water. How but, did he do it? But that fight, uh, there a couple of times they could have. Uh, Philip could have been called. He turned his back several times in that fight. Uh, if you recall, and he was walking around like he was Spin around. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I I got an email. I'm going to read a little bit uh, um, later or no. Actually, it was an email. I was going back and forth to saying that, um, you know, he, he didn't fight well uh, because he he wasn't getting fights. So he, he, he did that on purpose. I'm saying, I don't know, man. I, I think he might be a little overrated. I, I didn't see nothing that impressed me with him, to be honest. with I was more impressed with Zank, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, and I think, well, and I think it was that kind of a really big learning experience from him because uh, now we'll see, uh, he realized, wow, I'm lucky to walk away with a victory here. Uh, I have a lot to learn and can get, get better. Uh, and we'll see if he does. If he doesn't, um, you know, then it's one of those, it was an important test. You know what right. I, I think it was Zhang that was more impressive. I, I thought so. I, you know, I, I mean, the truth of the matter is, is what's missing in boxing is defense. You, you rarely see head movement anymore. Um, you know, uh, you, you got some fighters that, that, you know, utilize a, a counter punch, but, um, I, I don't know. Zhang, Zhang showed that he had defense. He was hard to hit. He saw the punches coming. Uh, you know, Hagrover. How do you pronounce his name? Ergovic. Er Ergovic was a uh, was a guy that took a lot of shots, and he had virtually no defense, and his his face was right there. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, he looked good. He was in good shape. He did fight in spurts, um, but uh, yeah, anyway, it was like two two great big dinosaurs. It uh, seemed. I like. know, and and they and didn't they didn't they break Ruiz's punch output record? I thought they did. Yeah, I thought. Well, was it that fight that did? Um, I, I don't know about that. It was a heavyweight fight. They fought in slow motion. Yeah, but they, um, yeah. I, I thought that the uh, the the knockout, that scary knockout, was um, uh, pretty remarkable. And I, if you know, one of the things I thought was interesting was. Uh, Joe Testator was going on about, oh, oh he's going to the hospital, and I, I was like, hey. Joe, maybe you shouldn't be saying that because I have a feeling that guy's going to do everything he can to not go to the hospital. And then when they did an update, they were like, uh, the commission strongly recommend he's still in the locker room and the commission strongly recommends uh, he go to the hospital because he has a flight scheduled for the morning. So to me, it was like, yeah, so Joe was making it sound like, oh, don't worry. 
medical attention will be given. And I was like, I, I don't know if he should be saying that because at this point, he can't guarantee that. He's sitting ringside. He doesn't know what they're saying to that guy. Nothing, and, uh, nothing was worse than the heavyweight that uh, fought in New York. He ended up get, going in a coma. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and the New York Commission told him to take a cab. Remember, they didn't. Right, they they right. they wouldn't give him the ambulance for some reason. They said, "Yeah, your bet, your best bet is to go get a cab." And the guy, and until he collapsed, and that was the end of that, you know. But right. uh, yeah, that was horrific, horrific. But uh, um, speaking of horrific, uh, Deontay Wilder's back in the scene, and uh, uh, he's uh, uh, he's going to be fighting uh, October fifteenth against Robert Herlinas. Um, I'm you know I. I I don't know if we're going to see any improvements from Wilder. It would be nice to see some improvements. And, you know, the guy is, like you just mentioned a few moments ago, I mean, he's got, you know, uh, the punching power is freakish, you know, for, especially for a guy that, I mean, he's not that big in terms of, I mean, he's tall, but he's he's not, you know, he's a thin guy, you know. Uh, but, man, does he have freakish punching power. And we're going to see it against Helena. Helena stands right oh, yes. in, the, Helena stands right there. And he, talk about a dinosaur. You know, I, I mean, this fight will not go that long. And it's another one of the PBC pay-per-views uh, from Brooklyn. You know, oh. I, I, I just don't understand where, like, who's going to pay for that? I, I, I mean, I guess we're going to have to. We're going to have to. But, but I mean, if I'm a fan, why would you want to pay for it? I mean, we, you know what's going to happen. And you'll be able to watch the best of the best of the best highlights on YouTube about 15 minutes after the fight is over. <laughs> oh, you so know, ridiculous. so, I, I mean, come on. You just keep keep it off. Find out when it's over. Don't even know the results and watch it on, on YouTube. You know, I, I hate to say it, but, uh, you know, yeah, uh, seriously, within 15, actually that fight, I, I I'm tempted to watch because that is going to be fun. That's definitely be just a shootout, a sloppy, um, big punching winging bombs by one guy. Helena says you're going to, I think Hellenius will try too because remember he, when he caught um, uh, Kanaski, uh, that fight was exciting. Um, yeah, but wait a and minute. And I think that he he knows that's his only chance. But he's never going to catch Wilder coming in. He's but Wilder. The thing about Wilder, because he he doesn't know how to fight. I mean, this is listen. Wilder has nothing except a a, a, a powerful punch. He's got no footwork, no jab, no movement, nothing. But has as crazy as he wings his punches, they're hard to see and they're hard to assume where they're going to come from. And that's an advantage for Deontay Wilder. And Helenas, listen, you want to see how the fight's going to go? Go to the local boxing gym and check out a heavy bag and draw Helenas' face on the heavy bag and then just hit it because that's what's going to happen. Uh, Deontay Wilder is going to pound the living shit out of Robert Helenas. Helenas will not go five rounds. This fight won't go. Uh, Deontay might want to last a round. I don't know. If, if I know Deron, De, uh, Deontay Wilder the, the way I think I do, um, he's going to take this guy out in one round and be proud I of it. what the over-under will be. It, it can't be more than... F I, I don't know. I'd say three minutes, you know? I mean, come on. If, if Helenas could stay in there for five rounds, I'd be impressed. He doesn't have a chin. He doesn't have skill. He's got the things working against him is that he doesn't have the greatest chin and at least he's slow or he's questionable and he's hittable. Hittable? He has no, no defense. Yeah, he stands so. right in front of you. That's the 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 Kaznaki fight was was entertaining because that's what they both did. They both stand in front of you, and I think we've learned that Kaznaki he's a fan favorite, but he doesn't know the D word either. Defense. Yeah. I mean, he takes a million shots, you know. So and he just can't physically yeah. take it anymore, you know. So hey, I. Uh, I have some non-boxing thoughts. Uh -oh. <laughs> Do you want to hear them? I, I, have, uh, the, I have this week's uh, uh, non-boxing uh, 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 observations, all right? Um, so I'll start off with this. <laughs> Social media, right? Social media 
has made us antisocial. Think about that. No one talks to anyone anymore. They text, right? It's easier to text. Like, they don't even call on the phone. They text, right? Because it's, it, it's, it's, I don't know why. I mean, maybe it's, it's less uh, confrontational. <laughs> you know, you, know, you, know you, can't, you can't really yell and scream via a text. I mean, you could caps and uh, do all of that. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen people, my own, I'm not even going to mention, but my own family members sitting on my couch next to each other texting. Okay, like like you can't freaking talk to each other. I mean, you're texting, you're sitting right next to each other. You know, I I, I know. You know, okay, if you want to text somebody and you're upstairs and they're downstairs, okay, I'll give you that, right? But uh, uh, I mean, sitting next to each other, it's it's crazy. But but it's done more than that, Alex. It, it our world has become a huge acronym. Think about that. Think about that. A huge acronym. All right. 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 But but it used to be like, you know, back in the day, uh, basic acronyms. Right. Like FYI. That was a good one. Right. For your information. Eh, People use that. It was easy. Right. Uh, Sports. NFL. eh, National Football League. You know, baseball. Major League Baseball. Right. MLB. Simple. But then things started to change. It started with LOL. Laugh out loud. That was the beginning. Then that, then that grew to LMAO. Laugh my ass off. Okay. Uh, then we evolved to SMH. Shake my head. And then the other version, of course. SMFH. Yeah. Shake my fucking head. Right. Um, I, this was all okay. I, until I, I had one of my employees call me. Right. And uh, he calls me and uh, he leaves me a voicemail and the voicemail says, hey, Bill, I-N-C-I-T and hung up. I was like, what the fuck is that? What, what do you mean insight? Right. So I call him and I go, what, what was that message about? He goes, what? I go, the message you, you said insight. He says, oh, that. And I said, yeah. He goes, well, it it's means I'm not coming in today. I said, what? He says, I-N-C-I-T, I, I, I'm not coming in today. I said, and you know what I said to him? A-Y-F-K-M. And he goes, what? And I go, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you know? I mean, come on, right? And, and then, and then uh, you know, some of the other ones I've heard, T-L-T-R, TLTR. That's too long to read. That's an email. TLTR. What, did you get my email? Yeah, that's it was too long to read. Or or oh, wow. or, that's or, or how about yeah, the NTTR? The NTTR. I got no time to respond. No time to yeah, respond. Wow. Right. Um, I, I like one. How about H A? How about H A H H A Y D? How about that one? H H A Y D. Hey, how you doing? Uh, you know what you know what the bottom line is just i just turn everybody and go l m a a it's like what leave me alone asshole you know i mean come on come on but i i gotta tell you this is god's honest truth this is a true story about 10 or 12 years ago um i was asked to to bid an, an it job it was for a radio station in albany new york all right so i go in there and they're 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 paying me for this solution, right? Or I was bidding on it. And during the whole process and, and this meeting with, and, and I was in a meeting and there was four or five other people there. They kept referring to this as IBR, IBR, this IBR, that IBR, this, you know, and, and I'm sitting there and finally I, I'm in this meeting and, and I said, look, you know, I, I know you guys are looking to me to, to quote this job for IBR. I said, but I got to be honest with you what the hell is an IBR, right? They all looked at each other and they said, we don't know. So, I mean, and I swear to God, that's a true story, you know? And they they were asking, somebody threw an acronym at them, IBR. 
they didn't understand it, and it carried all the way to me with the quote process. And I finally had to say, you know, because I didn't want to lose my ass in a in a quote or something, you know. And I was like, what is it? They didn't even know. So it just goes to show you, you know, acronyms. Yeah, maybe they help a little, but uh, it's becoming pretty outrageous, Alex. Yeah, we at least have to know what that we're we agree we're using the same one. And you're right. There's a lot of them, especially on social media, that uh, I have to look up because uh, I'm like, I don't know what that is and I'll Google it. Um, and then sometimes there's multiple uh, choices. Uh, and right. It's like, they couldn't have meant that one. I know. Uh, they, I know. <laughs> it, it, that's my whole point. My point is, is people have become so lazy and the texting world. In the texting world, it's easier to use an acronym, right? Because you don't have to type the whole sentence out. But like you just said, unless the other side knows what the hell you're talking about, you could take it many different ways, many different yeah. ways. Like one of the ones uh, I like is ICYMI, in case you missed it. Um, the one that you see, uh, what is it? Um, uh, T... Thanks for the invite, TFTI. Thanks for the invite. Um, you know, so they're sometimes they're worth using, but yeah, they're all flippant and um, uh, they can be obnoxious. Alex, we're but I got to say, Bill, I know somebody who uses the LOL a lot. <laughs> I, because you sent me funny stuff, you know. I mean, what what am oh, I so supposed to do? Okay, well, if you're genuinely LOLing, then I well, sometimes I'm LMAOing, but oh, okay. oh that's <laughs> you great. know, I'll, I'll, from now on, I'll just give you the thumbs up. All right, you know, come on. <laughs> Well, but, it's uh, a genuine LOL. Yeah, it is, it is a genuine LOL. Okay, I mean, come on. I, I wouldn't lie to you. I, if it wasn't an honest LOL, I, I wouldn't say anything, all right? Oh, good. You're not, you're not uh, you, know, you don't use those haphazardly. No, no, no. I, listen, if you can't have something nice to say about Floyd Mayweather, just don't say it. <laughs> but, uh, hey, speaking of that, I got an email from uh, uh, my man Morgan. And uh, the, the, the title of it was Sore Loser. And he says, uh, Billy C., why didn't the zone show Anthony Joshua taking the belts uh, f uh, from Usyk and tossing them outside the ring? Then he tries to start a fight with Usyk. The boxing media is trying to sweep this under the rug. AJ has always uh, represented himself with class. Now I'm wondering if it's all fake. He looked like an ass. Uh, and he says, uh, on another note, could you tell me what's the difference between... All right, I'll get to that in a second. But, um, you know, did I, I didn't watch that because I we did the post-fight show right away. So I didn't see it, but I did read about it. And he did apologize uh, afterwards. But, um, I, you know, I think the problem with, with AJ in that fight was that he really legitimately tried to, you know, improve his game and stuff. And, and this is where we have to give Usyk the credit of just, you know, countering it. And, and keeping him at bay. Um, but I, I also believe, Alex, that by one of the judges actually scoring the fight for Anthony Joshua might have made him think that he was robbed or, or you know, he should have won or whatever. Uh, because I didn't th I, I thought that that score was out of whack, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think, and, th and that's the thing about it, is that um, it's, it does bring up a few things. See, I agree with you um, or, or I'm in the same circumstance in that I didn't see it live. Um, so I wasn't because we did the show. So I came over here and, and uh, I don't even I don't can't remember if I turned the TV off or not, but I wasn't paying attention. And if they weren't showing it, then that's you know, that does add to it. I heard someone say that they interviewed Joshua first, which that's you know, that also could have fueled his idea that um you know he he might have been robbed but I, I don't know if that's easy enough to check I, I don't know if that was the case um i did see someone uh and i'm sorry i don't remember who what their twitter handle is if you go to my twitter feed you'll probably i retweeted it so you could see it there but somebody did a really good breakdown of it from a, a camera that was outside of the ring that sort of tracked Joshua and they did a voiceover with their their sort of analysis of it. And I thought they were actually 
right on in the way they described what was going on in his head. To me, you know, it was sort of interesting, Bill, because it, it, it almost was like he was channeling Mike Tyson because he had that intensity. There was a moment where his hand, somebody was restraining him. Uh, like he was going to go after somebody. He should have um, did that during the fight. Yeah, and and I think that it, it really. I'm glad that he apologized because when I watched it, yes, it was distasteful. There is a great quote uh, where he, um, you know, all those crazy rants always end up having something, you know, uh, where in this world of social media, it's like, okay, that's going to be immortal now. And he said he says something. He drops an f bomb talking about uh oh yeah you don't you don't throw combinations like rocky ray marciano and he's like well that motherfucker was 14 stone yeah, yeah. It, um, he was saying how big he is he goes i'm a big guy and, and it was yeah, kind of like yeah. he was making so, excuses i read that he absolutely. was trying to kind of making excuses that he was too big to throw that many punches right you and know i think that that's that's why i'm glad he did apologize i think it in it's very cool how that Usyk kept his cool because um, there was a moment where he even took the Ukrainian flag from him and that could have gotten, if he, that was an American, that would have gotten dicey because we get a little nutsy. But when he flag. took the flag, he was trying to show unity, I thought. Yeah, that, but then but then he he like went too far and it was like, dude, you lost and you don't really have the right to be carrying that. And yeah, you know, it's, I, I don't know. Well, it, that that's when the team needs to pull him out of the ring. Yeah. yeah, and well, that's what this this person on Twitter kept saying was that it was very clear that was the most glaring thing. He was not happy with his team. He didn't want to talk to them at all. And not one member of them had his ear to say, hey, Anthony, tone it down. Yeah, no, And not only that, it's the fact that they gave him the mic or they let him have the mic and then nobody took it away. You know, um, I don't know. Yeah. You're right. There is almost sort of like a condoning the behavior. But I, I think that in terms of, you know, whether boxing accepts it or not, he did apologize. So I think he made right in that sense. The fact that DAZN, you know, didn't have a camera covering it. Um, yeah, I guess they, they were trying to cover that, up. That wasn't, one of their, that wasn't one of their better broadcasts. The broadcast team wasn't that good. But, you know, boxing has a way of forgiving people. I mean, people love Absolutely. Mike Tyson, and come on, he bit, Evander, he bit Evander's ears off, you know. He, he bit Evander Holyfield's ear off and spit it on the canvas. I mean, Mills Lane, I'll never forget the look on Mills Lane's face, you know, and uh, when he saw it. Then when we saw the replay, the way he kind of gobbled it up and stuff. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. but I well, still and remember, I mean, that's the thing about boxing is that it wasn't it wasn't that he bit him. It was that he bit him again. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. He would. Everything would have been forgotten. But uh, but hey, it's not like, you know, it's not like people have the, you know, Mike Tyson laying on the canvas after Kevin McBride lo knocked him out on their wall or anything like that. <laughs> I know. You know what what what, what, what dastardly, uh, you know, villain would do something like that? How you know, someone it's some, someone someone that's just pure evil. Uh, but uh, with the but, blackest heart. Yeah, but uh, listen, uh, Morgan had one other thing. He says, on another note, could you tell me what the difference between a technical draw and a no contest is? I've seen fights stop before four rounds and announced as a technical draw. Isn't this a no contest? Well, first of all, a fight, depending upon the commi commission, uh, they become official after four rounds. So if a fight was stopped um, due to a cut, uh, it would be considered a um, no decision, not a no contest, right? I mean, uh, and, and, far, and a technical draw would be a fight that uh, was stopped because of a cut um, and it was even at the time of the stoppage. Right. Right. Um, yep. A no contest is generally when someone tests positive for steroids or uh, something was not, uh, you know, maybe the four, maybe if it doesn't go to four rounds, it is a no contest. Now it I'm confusing be, myself. It could be. I think the only thing that I could think of that maybe if four rounds hadn't been complete, that's, well, I think sometimes that's the way the wording is because that means that you have to, 
Well, the fight's not official. The fight's not official. But if it's a four-round fight, see, I could see where if he was watching a four-round fight, and in the second round they butt heads, you know, the head in an unintentional headbutt made so a fighter couldn't uh, continue. Um, I could see that being a technical draw or uh, a technical decision if if one guy won it. If it was a uh, scheduled four-round fight, but if it was right. a, a a fight that was eight, ten. 12 rounds and the rule is it's not official until four rounds are completed then i believe it is considered a no contest if the fight yeah. was stopped due to a, a a a cut you know unintentional cut um that's a no contest if it didn't get to four rounds i'm pretty well, sure i think that, the other thing not only a cut but if it was especially an act would have low to be blow or something what would be yeah like say somebody turned uh, they you know hyperextended their knee or something they slipped no um, no no that that is a is a knockout because Usheen Fagan, I'll never forget it. He was on the show a bunch of times. He uh, he hurt himself. I think it was it might have been against Amir Khan. Um, I forget who his opponent was, and and he he he, he dislocated his knee standing uh, up from the stool. Yeah, you're and, right. And that and that was considered a knockout. Huh. He couldn't continue. Of and you know it was a knockout. Yeah, there, wasn't there a recent example of that too? And it was a knockout. No, yeah, I, I think if you if you hurt yourself, you know somehow, uh, yeah. you can't continue. It's a knockout. It's a TKO. Yeah. You know. Right. But uh, but anyway, uh, well, boys and girls, uh, we're glad that you joined us uh, today. Uh, as you could uh, tell, we will not be doing a post. Ruiz uh, Ortiz fight, but we will give you our post fight thoughts uh, next week, next Wednesday. So uh, uh, glad you could join us. And uh, we can do a uh, with so is next weekend Canelo, or do we have two weekends? In I think a row? it's two weeks. Is, isn't it the seventeenth? Seventeenth. Okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we will definitely be doing a uh, a preview of of Canelo Triple G. And then, of course, a live uh, post-fight show after that one. But uh, but first things first, you got Luis Ortiz uh, battling Andy Ruiz Jr. Uh, in a pay-per-view, which shouldn't be, uh, on Sunday, which also shouldn't be. Uh, so we will be giving you our thoughts on Wednesday. Woo, we're confusing everybody. But anyway, until the, I'm confused. But anyway, uh, make sure you tune in next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then. Ciao, baby.